Previously on Listen with the Lights On, we toured the first floor of Tenbrook Mansion with Maeve McEnany. The servant's bell. Which oh, I've that's got. straight out of Down Navi. <laughs> and I've got a creepy story upstairs about the servant's bell. Which this week we go upstairs. Are the lights on? Good. Welcome to Listen with the Lights On. I'm Jessica Blaustein Marshall. And I'm Patrick Garrett. When last we met, we ended in the foyer, looking out the imposing front doors. Now we're going upstairs, where many a psychic and ghost hunter has claimed lies the epicenter of supernatural activity in the almost 230-year-old house. The portraits are all watching. (laughs) As we made our way upstairs, we came into this wide hallway. It was about... I think four rooms and two on each side. The, the <laughs> symmetry of it was very creepy. We made our way to the farthest room on the right, that's the Daughters of the Revolution room, where the painting of the house's second owner, Mr. Alcott, and remember the guy with the Billy Goat beard? Yeah. Uh, that used to hang there. But he isn't the only spirit that frequents this room, according to Maeve. So one of the stories that, again, I've heard when I was younger and something that's going to resonate with a lot of readers is or listeners I should say is the woman in white now people all over the country have a woman in white story it's just this figure that they tend to be women like stuck in loops so whether they are always checking on children if they were maternal or nannies uh, you know Hattie the hitchhiker you know the girl in the beautiful prom dress of course they're always very sad and Tenbrook has a woman in white. And there's a few stories surrounding her. Uh, the first time I heard it was when the ghost hunters were doing their presentation and they were taking pictures around the grounds. And in one of the pictures, they caught a smoky, foggy image of a woman in white. So they show it. And again, it's, you know, these blurry pictures. So you never know. But what made it so fascinating was the crowd. And everybody starts whispering in the crowd. Well, it turned out that many of the people who came to the presentation lived in Tenbrook Triangle, or their parents lived in Tenbrook Triangle. And they're raising their hands and going, I've seen her, my mother saw her. And then years later, my cousin, who was a former Albany police officer, doesn't know I do ghost tours. He goes, oh, Tenbrook Mansion. Yeah, I got a story for you. And I'm like, oh boy. And he talked about Albany police officers were here at night, looked up in the window, and I go, see a woman in white? He goes, yeah. And the police officers ran off the grounds and they said they would not come back ever because they saw her there. (laughs) But if you look out from this room, from this room, (laughs) do you think maybe someone's looking out the window at one of those row houses now and being like, oh, I see something in the window. It's happened. Um, I may or may not have pranked Paul on a couple of tours wearing white. <laughs> which Well done. Well, yeah, so what I find is the fascinating thing of generations of people saying, I've seen it. And, and, you know, maybe it is a mob mentality. Maybe it is something I tell you, I tell you. But I find this figure of the woman in white to really be a national story. For some reason, she just seems to be the trope that we all go back to. The door over there, it doesn't shut all the way. That should be fine. Then we walked across the hall to the Veterans War Memorial Room. Now, according to Maeve, this is the most haunted room in the house, but of course she didn't tell us that until after we were in the room. Of course. 
Otherwise, we wouldn't have gone in there. <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten in there. Normally, you know, you won't see this room uh, set up too much. But again, we did a seance, and I'm being a good sport because, you know, I'm the tour guide, and we packaged this. So uh, the ghost hunter, you know, knew that myself and Paul were in the group. So, of course, he goes, I'm bringing you to the most haunted room. He says, this is the most active room. So we are here, and we're standing around in the circle, and he says, uh, you know, they're, again, they're talking to all of the little gadgets and the, the e-meters that spike, and nothing's happening, and I bring up the fire, the fire that was from the pastures there, and I said, all right, Abraham, if you're here, you know, do, do you remember the fire? Well, it spikes. It spikes. And the flashlights, they have these little flashlights that they just barely turn on, starts turning on and off. And I'm seeing this, like I'm watching this happen and it tended to be with the fire. So I'm standing there and all of a sudden, as we're getting very solemn, very serious, there's a bell. Like think of a bicycle bell, like an old school bicycle bell. Rings right there. And well, we're all from the cell phone age. So we're not saying anything. And then we look to Paul and we go, man, turn off your cell phone. And he goes, my cell phone's not on and that's not my ringer. And everybody scrambles and we look at our phones, nothing, nothing. I'm at that window peering around trying to find it. It has to be a kid. It has to be a teenager. Nothing. Okay. Weird fluky. So we go back. We're doing this, finishing up the seance and then it's time to go. And I say, okay, good night. The bell rings again. And it was clear as a bell. I don't find this funny at all. I turn to the ghost hunter. I'm like, you are turning on all the lights right now. And he goes, yes. <laughs> and we went, we turned on every single light. We tore this room apart, trying to find the bell. Nothing, nothing at all. Weirder still, it was recorded. And the recording, when he played it back for us, it's like a garbled mess. Whatever that sound was came out kind of garbly weird. It doesn't sound like a bell. Well, that's creepy. And the only thing we could think is what we saw. We said, maybe it was a servant's bell. Remember that old service bell down in the kitchen? <laughs> I don't know. Speechless. So that's my story because I've been doing this for so long. And again, I've been silly and I've pranked people and whatnot. So, you know, I'm, I usually can see through it. And that's my one story I cannot explain. And I heard that bell. In the most haunted room in the house. In the most haunted room in the house. So at night, I will not come here. Why is this room the most haunted? I haven't a clue. And that's what's so interesting is they've done research to find out, is there something that happened here? Because And that's one thing with the ghost stories as well. And sometimes when I could see through somebody who, you know, we talked about the bad psychic who says somebody died here. You don't necessarily need something traumatic necessarily to bring a spirit, but that's the good story. But maybe it is the woman in white just really loved living here. She loved her view of the Hudson River and children. Uh, there is one spirit that the ghost hunters say comes out when there's kids around. She just likes to play with them and play with the lights and things like that. So, you know, that's one thing as a storyteller, I would love to come in here and say, and this is where the massive fight between the Tenbrooks... And, we just don't have that evidence. You that know. only happens on TV, right? It only <laughs> happens in TV. But in this window here, uh, when my first year giving tours on the grounds, and I always encourage people to take pictures, and we did for about three years in a row, people would get a face of a man who looked like he had a long billy goat beard in that window there. Looking, looking out? Nope, from the, from the ground. So okay. looking up at the grounds, they would take a picture. And the same thing, like what they said with the woman in white, we would get sort of a smoky figure with a man with a long beard in that window. 
fascinating. So I don't come in here at night. <laughs> I don't. Uh, tours, I'll even let them go in. You know, I'll send Paul in so they can take a look, but I, I won't go in here at night. You send your partner in. Oh, yeah, yeah. We are the worst. And like I said, we are the worst people to bring you on ghost tours because we are scared of everything. My recorder shut off randomly. That happens. Um, I'm still going. I have full battery. Now I have no battery. I remember replacing the batteries just to be sure we were good, and we hadn't been in there for longer than 30 minutes. Yeah, we weren't in the house for longer than 30 minutes. We weren't even in that room for longer than five minutes, I think. Yeah, and the batteries on the recorder, I believe, last around six hours, you know, running straight. So, that's a thing. Um, that, oh, God. <laughs> you didn't do that on purpose. I know? really didn't. It was just on and then off. I was like, well, why do I have no sound now? <laughs> so again this is why I should not be doing this so that is very common so they do say uh, if, if these are the things that you believe in is that spirits love new technology so cell phones people will take the tours and their cell phone that was full it will die it's gone uh, sucks the energy right out it, of it sucks the energy right out of it I bet something like that has never really been here we don't you know have too many radio shows that come in you were in the most haunted room and that happened. And now it won't go on again? <laughs> no, it goes back on. So yeah, at that point I was pretty freaked out, pretty sure you were too. So naturally, what did we do next? Well, we headed up to the attic. Of course that's what you do when you're terrified in a haunted house. You investigate the attic and or the basement. And we'd already been to the basement, so what's next? I just hope we don't run away screaming. Uh, upstairs, uh, this is one that the ghost hunters did, is uh, upstairs is an attic and they've done recordings up there with their EVP and they got the voices of children. They had children up there and when they went to the executive director, the executive director said, yeah, that's where the children's room was. Nursery. So, but then, and look also what else was set up in there where they got the children's voices. They have toys in there. So. <laughs> yep. So after standing in the attic for precisely, I don't know, what, 0.5 seconds, we headed back down to the second floor, where, naturally, the conversation turned from creepy children to creepy dolls. So the creepy dolls used to be in the DAR. But I saw some creepy dolls downstairs, too. Yeah. Do not I watch like, a lot of horror movies. Well, that's it, too. So there's, you know, people always ask me that. They're like, what about the dolls? I'm like, uh, they're creepy. I don't know. But they were stories. So as we're talking, I noticed some Christmas decorations lying in the middle of the hallway outside the Daughters of the Revolution room. Those were not there before. Did you see them there before? Yeah, I don't remember them. I haven't been there before. I, I hope so. I didn't notice. <laughs> okay. Okay. The fun thing is... Not trying to force the issue. No, well, that's what happens. It happens... And the big thing is, nope, okay, sometimes the grandfather clock pops open when I'm upstairs. <laughs> you know, sometimes we say we could see right through them, other times. We're standing there talking about the differences between solid ghosts and vapory ghosts, because they're two different things, when Susan from Historic Albany Foundation walks in. Is she real? She's, are you real or are you a ghost? I'm here. You're here? It's so funny, and I see, you see, like, the architecture of buildings and stuff, like older buildings. Like, if it has a turret, it's haunted. Oh, yeah. And turrets mean haunted. Turrets mean haunted. Uh, long windows. Long haunted. windows like that. Haunted. Old lighting fixtures. Haunted. Yeah, and we look for it. We just, you know, and that's one of the things that makes me laugh is sometimes on these tours, 
is how many people will say, is, is there a story about that building? And I go, no. And they get so disappointed. And I say, well, I'm not going to just make it up, you know. But they... People, it has a turret, though. It has a turret. It's it's old. Well, old means a lot of history, yeah. technically. So. But, uh, and, but what I love, too, is most people, you know, you hear about, like, the Amityville horror, and they moved out right away. And most of the people who tell these stories, they don't. They say, no, it's okay. I mean, you know, it, sometimes I moves my teacups, but... You know, yeah. I don't feel scared. I don't feel it's just like somebody else and roommate who doesn't pay the rent, you know. The guy on the couch. The guy on the couch, <laughs> yep. Patrick looks I like know. he's creeped out a bit. He's <laughs> scaring everybody. The, door, the door's jammed <laughs> you, you, you made Mr. Alcott angry. <laughs> well, we made it through our tour of Tenbrook Mansion. Not that we didn't think that we would. Though we were a little freaked out here and there, it's not a scary place. It's a landmark that strikes a perfect balance between rich history and playful lore. If you go for a visit to Tenbrook, or if you have a little bit of lore to share from elsewhere in the region, please share your experiences with us. Email us at lightson at wamc.org. Thanks for joining us. Listen with the Lights On is a production of WAMC. Our theme music is Grizzly Reminder by Midnight Syndicate. For more spine-tingling tales, check out our podcast or head over to wamc.org.